0: SAFM Sports Wrap. Welcome to SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. This is Sports Wrap and your wrap of your daily sports news. With myself, Brad Brown, we'll be with you until 7 o'clock this evening. Thank you very much to the MoneyWeb team. They be back again tomorrow at 6pm. Coming up on this evening's show, we'll chat uh, to Wayne Ridden, the uh, event director of the Aquile Midmar Mile. Sad news uh, was that the swimmer that was uh, missing since Saturday's body was found this morning. We'll have details for you in our bulletin that we'll chat to Wayne about some of the precautions and some of the things that they can do to try and prevent uh, future incidents like this taking place. We'll also touch base with Mike Bradley, the MD of Cycling South Africa, who is at the Continental African Championships in Earl Granger, Uh, the South African Fed Cup captain, has returned to South Africa. We'll chat to him and then we'll also preview some of the Super Rugby action coming up this season with uh, former Bok winger and World Cup winner Chester Williams. But we'll start with some football news. The second half of the ABSA Premiership season gets underway this evening following a lengthy break due to the African Cup of Nations. Three games to look forward to tonight. Chip United travel to uh, Tuck Stadium to take on the University of Pretoria. Mamelodi Sundowns host Morocco Swallows at the Lucas Maripe Stadium and Maritzburg United welcome Bidvest Witz at the Harry Guala Stadium. Bidvest Witz coach Gavin Hunt's looking forward to getting off the training ground and into some competitive action tonight.
1: We've had too much training now you could see you know we're ready for to play and at least we play now and then there's three games a week so it'll be a lot of preparation and downtime and all that you know so let's see how we go.
0: Meanwhile, tomorrow night, league leaders and pace setters, Kaiser Chiefs face Bloom Celtic at the Free State Stadium. Despite having a 15-point buffer over the chasing pack at the stage in the season, Amakosi coach Stuart Baxter says their second round of the season always feels like a totally new campaign.
2: When you start the season at any time, you're a little bit concerned where are the players in their fitness, where are the players in their mental states, and I think that's how it feels, that's how it feels now. You know, we're getting the we're getting everybody back together again. We're gonna play we're gonna play a difficult game.
0: Looking at some English football, four games. Look out for tonight. The pick of the MC's Liverpool host Tottenham Hotspur, but the Reds are going to be without Raheem Sterling. And then Manchester United's teenage defender Paddy McNair has signed a new contract that will time to Old Trafford until June 2017. In cricket news, the Proteus' top water batsman, Faf Duplessis, says uh, the team's hitting to get their ICC 2015 Cricket World Cup campaign underway. The Proteus play their last warm-up match against New Zealand tomorrow at the Hagley Oval. But according to Duplessis, even though they've been playing some Good cricket of late. They far from being at their best.
3: I think we've played a, quite a lot of cricket in the last month or so. So we're ready to play. We're ready to play now. Um, these these warm-up games, like I said, it's really difficult to, to get yourself motivated as you would do in a normal one-day international. And uh, the nice thing of we we haven't really tried to be really intense about it because we do understand it's quite a long tournament and mentally you need to be fresh right through the competition. Uh, so yesterday was quite low-key. Um, As I said, it was like a practice session for us, but to to get over the line and to do all the things we did yesterday was really good practice. Obviously, New Zealand tomorrow, um, and a little bit more intensity uh, because it's coming closer to that first game, but we'll still gradually build it up.
0: In you know, other World Cup matches, a warm-up matches, today, India thumped World Cup debutants Afghanistan by 153 runs, while Scotland uh, beat Ireland by even a larger winning margin, 179. The margin there. Momentum One Day Cup semi-final taking place at Kingsmead in Durban. The Titans batting first there against the Dolphins. After 46.2 overs, the Titans 215 for the loss of five. Looking at some rugby news, uh, the Sharks announced their 40-man squad today for the upcoming Super Rugby season. Three big missions, though. Springboks, Villa Malbert, Stondray, Chavanga and Stephen Levys all failed to make the cut due to injuries. And uh, as mentioned uh, at the start of the show, uh, the body of that swimmer that uh, went missing this weekend's Midmar Mile has been recovered, and we'll chat to Wayne Ridden next. SAFM Sports Wrap. This is SAFM Sports Wrap, and uh, th- thank you for joining us this evening. And uh, this past weekend, we were reporting on the 2015 Aquile Midmar Mile, and we chatted to Wayne Ridden, the race director, on Sunday afternoon. And uh, there were reports of one of the swimmers who was missing from uh, Saturday, one of the races on Saturday uh, at uh, the Midmar Dam. Wayne Ridden joins us now. Wayne, uh, the news is that uh, the body was uh, recovered today. Sad news, but at least a bit of closure for for the parents.
4: Um, yes, I must say, um, you know, the family were on the side of the the dam this morning when we came up um, when the body was retrieved, and um, you know, and uh, speaking to the dad, um, you know, he was um, he just felt it was a, a nice thing that everything, and they know exactly, you know, where he was. Uh, yeah I think the brother um spoke to the press a little bit, and you know he was the one who went and swam um on sunday um basically you know to complete this race for his brother because that was what his goal was so i'm um, I'm very impressed with the way they've handled things and and you know we've done whatever we can as well as the sponsors that uh, are. You know, to support them through this um, sad moment.
0: Yeah, a very difficult time. Tristan Dennis, only 30 years old. So Wayne, it's it's a tough situation as a, as a race organizer to be in as well. Particularly if you look at the the history of, of what's happened over the last few years at Midmar. I think this is the third casualty in, in five years. Last year there was one as well. And and it's difficult in a mass participation event like this because there are dangers. Let Let's be honest. It's uh, you you can take as many steps as you like, but uh, it's really difficult to to ensure everyone gets out. Out of their water safety is almost impossible.
4: Yes, I must say, you know, for the director, I'm concentrating on the race itself. You know, there's a whole team that would look after the water safety. Um, I'm not, I can't override them on anything. That team is really experienced, um, and they did a great job. But, yeah, there's, there's going to be these isolated incidences which aren't going to be controlled. And if somebody has a heart attack, um, you know, in the water, it's very really difficult for, um, you know, the divers to... To go in there and dive for four days to try and find a body that is under 300,000 square meters of water. Um, it's different to the comrades' marathon and the Dozier's new marathon, where you're going to be able to know exactly where that person went down. You know, so I, I really I, I must commend the, the SAP diving unit who have been on duty uh, and retrieved the body this morning.
0: Wayne, as far as preventing this from happening in the future, is it a case of, of, I mean this is the largest open water swimming event in the world, is it a case that the, the event has got too big or, or the start waves are too big, it, it might mean making uh, more start waves but with fewer people in, Well, what can you as, a, as, an, uh, as an event director do to, to, to stop this from happening in the future?
4: Well, obviously, the, 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 the most important thing is, you know, that this year we made the we let everybody who wanted to choose to swim with a safety device. And they had the option of doing that at the start. So everybody, although they found indemnity to say that, they acknowledge that they're fit enough and in a condition to swim this event. Um, you know, we, we added in the safety device, and we found that on Sunday, obviously, there were a greater numbers swimming with this device because of now this incident, in my opinion. But, um, you know, there's been a lot of people that suddenly, and, and the worst thing is that people that haven't ever been at the event make comments now. But um, the people that are at the event understand what, what we do do to in- ensure the safety of the, the swimmers. So the, the, a number of alternatives are there, but we'll have a debrief, and then we'll say, well, okay, do we now enforce the um, swimming, safety swimming device for everybody, or do we do it just for the last three batches, or things like that. Um, But my problem that I'm finding is that it's actually the company event that this is happening in. Um, And possibly we need to be more stricter on the company qualification processes. Because I think they're arriving here and not quite um, preparing themselves properly.
0: I was going to ask you that, Wait, with regards to the qualification process. You mentioned the Comrades Marathon, and, and for the Comrades you've got to run a marathon in under, under five hours in order to qualify. Well, what's the qualification criteria? And, and with regards to sort of competency that you know everyone who's getting into the water at your race can actually swim?
4: The the first two um, incidences that we've had, the, the, they had some a feeding event. So we were aware of exactly what time the person should have finished off the feeding time. In the case of Tristan here we had a slightly different situation is last year he came along here and he swam and he was pulled out at four hundred meters, so he hasn't completed a minimum mile. So now I would imagine that we need to look carefully at when a person's pulled out to monitor it because if he enters next year and he was pulled out, we need to monitor that person. But we do feel that they should take their own preparation into their own hands, because that is what they need to do. Um, a person who I've had a lot to do with over the years, Bev Shuttleworth, is 67 years old, and she has a heart condition. And I'd already heard last week that she said she was thinking of swimming one of these devices, which we didn't charge anybody for this. It was free of charge. It was a choice of yours. Take this device and swim across for peace of mind. And that's what she did. And she still commented it to me after, that so she said, you know, that she just felt so much better because she swam with it as a the, the safety device. So we are saying to the people, okay, do we force it on and say, right, you have to swim with it? Um, because it's not going to stop a person from drowning or having a heart attack anyway. But it is a choice of theirs. So it is a difficult decision, but I will pass that on to the Water Safety Committee to say, right, what do you suggest? Because that's where I take, you know, whatever suggestions are and, and follow them through the next year.
0: Such a difficult uh, situation, Wayne Ridden. Thank you so much for your time this evening on SAFM Sports Wrap. And uh, if uh, anybody's got suggestions on how that safety and water safety can be improved, we'll be more than willing to pass those on to Wayne as well. So do get in touch with us. You can post those on our Facebook page. Look for SAFM Sports Wrap. Or you can tweet us at SAFM Sports Wrap as well. Wayne Ridden, thank you for your time this evening. And we look forward to chatting again soon.
4: Pleasure. Thanks very much.
5: My name is Andrew, or as my students call me, Mr. Lawette a math teacher at Kaping High School in Mutibistat. It worries me that so few children are interested in math in our country. I want to change that, as we have a real need for more math graduates. Thanks to the bursary I received from the Sishin Iron Ore Community Development Trust, I got to go back to Rhodes University, which allowed me to become a better teacher. Now I've made it my mission to achieve a 100% pass rate for my school. I'm so proud when my students pass their exams because I know it makes a real difference to their lives and in turn they will make a difference in society.
3: We know that by investing in education, we invest in the future. Visit us at the
0: 2015 Mining in Daba and discover how we are partnering with others to create shared value for South Africa. Join the conversation, follow Anglo-American ZA on Facebook and Twitter. Anglo-American, real mining, real people, real difference.
5: The exciting Apsa Premiership is back. On Friday, Tiber United squares off against Maritzburg United at Wolfson Stadium. Then on Saturday, Platinum Stars is at the Real King Stadium against the Buccaneers. Catch Amazayouni as they take on Supersport United at Mbombella Stadium. All these games kick off at half past three. Tickets available at 40 rand. Proudly brought to you by the Premier Soccer League. S.A.F.M. Sports Wrap.
0: This is SAFM and it's time now to chat cycling. We've been following uh, a lot of cycling here in South Africa over the last week and a bit last week was the South African Champs that took place in Mbombela. This week all the action has moved to Wartburg in KwaZulu natal just outside Peter Maritzburg and today was day two of the Confederation of African Cycling Road Championships. It's been a a wonderful two days for Team South Africa and we're joined now by Mike Bradley from uh, Cycling South Africa. Mike, welcome on to SAFM, uh, wonderful two days so far, obviously the, the elites uh, racing tomorrow in the individual time trial, but yesterday uh, it was the team time trials, today was the, the junior women and junior men's and I think if uh, if I've got my facts straight here, South Africa have won all but one of the gold medals on offer Yes,
1: thanks very much um, Brad and thanks for calling us again today, yeah um, yesterday the elite men, the recruiting elite men beat our uh, we lead men by a mere three seconds. Unfortunately, one of our riders picked up a bit of a mechanical and had to pedal with his brakes jamming on his rear disc wheel. So we lost that by three seconds. And interestingly enough, to, interestingly enough, to their fellow competitors from the same pro-continental team being MTN Quebec. So it was MTN Quebec versus MTN Cueveca, but the Eritreans got the braking rights in the team. And then, yeah, we've, we've won every other gold medal since then. Um, although in the jun- junior boys' play, it was very tight Individual time trial with um, our junior winning by 13 seconds over first, over second, and third place from um, Algeria and Morocco, respectively.
0: Yeah, what wonderful, wonderful day today. I mean, it was uh, Gregory DeFink who won for, for South Africa in the junior men's, and I think it uh, Francis, uh, I've got it here in front of me, it was. Yeah, Francis Detroit, yeah. there we go, who won yep. the, uh, the junior woman. So so two gold medals there today. Just looking at yesterday, Mike, uh, the South African junior woman won the, the team time trial, but uh, sad that, I mean, they were the only team racing. So uh, a bit of, I don't want to say a dud, I mean, I don't want to take anything away from our girls, but uh, just sad that the other nations didn't put teams
1: yeah, it is. They have riders out here for the, for obviously the road race individual time trial. We had um, eight girls competing today in the individual time trial. So obviously the other nations are deciding not to, to put a full team together because in a team time trial, your top three riders count. So if they don't have sufficient girls, then they can't enter a team. But um, yeah, we've got a, a packed field for the road race on Thursday, so we'll see what happens then.
0: Yeah, men's and, and women's elite individual time trial tomorrow. Uh, Ashley mouman Pasio has been uh, phenomenal. We know what Daryl Impey did last week at uh, the yes. SA Champs. What are we expecting tomorrow, Mike?
1: Yeah, I think uh, Ashley Moorman Pasio is out there to lead the, the woman, and I think she'll do a fantastic job at it. She's in very good form at the moment, although she has she's just come off a training training block and she hasn't really focused on intensity t- on t- yet. But she's looking very good and she's riding really fast. Unfortunately, Daryl couldn't make the the African Continental due to prior commitments with his Orca Green GreenEdge team. Um, so he's not able to race, but uh, we'll have Louis Mankees and I think it's Jay Thompson that will be representing us tomorrow. So looking forward to very strong riders in the time trial, and uh, yeah, we're looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, I'm sure you are. Mike, as, as far as the weather goes as well, I know it's been a, an absolute scorcher down in, in Wartburg the last two days. What's the sort of weather forecast for the rest of the week? Is it, is it going to be much of the same?
1: Yeah, unfortunately tomorrow is also going to be a very hot day, but uh, the weather does close in around Friday and Saturday. We're expecting rain, so that should cool things down again and make the racing, the racing really um, exciting. But yeah, today was getting pretty Luckily, this format of racing, we start at 9 o'clock and it's finished by half past 11.12. So by the time the real heat starts getting in, most of the riders are off the course, so it's not too bad.
0: We spoke about it too when when it was first announced that these champs were going to be held in Wartburg. What's the the response been like from the the community? It's great that uh, cycling of this level has been taken to somewhere like Wartburg, a a sort of community that wouldn't ordinarily get access to to this sort of level of cycling.
1: Yeah, we have a a far more response. There's been a lot of community engagement during the whole process. So most of the farmers around there are very happy to be part of it the scenario um, and have come out and support and are willing to assist where they can which is a fantastic response and of course Frankie toy is a Watberg local so a lot of support for, for her as well so it's a, a
3: great effort all around.
0: Brilliant uh, Mike Bradley from Cycling South Africa thank you so much cool. for your time please pass on our well wishes to the entire team South Africa Yeah, I think what they're doing is amazing and I think there's a lot more medals still to come the rest of the week
1: yeah, thanks very much, Brad. And on Saturday we've got MTN versus MTN again with uh, with uh, elite men's race on Saturday, so it's going to be real handy.
0: Yeah. S A F
4: M Sports Wrap.
0: Well, we followed it the whole of last week. South Africa's Fed Cup team was in action in Estonia, and it was a superb week uh, for the ladies and uh, Captain Earl Granger, and he joins us now. Earl, welcome back on SAFM Sports Wrap. W- what can I say? Well done on promotion to the
2: Euro-Africa Group 1. You must be elated. I am. You know, it was such a great week. It was a great week for the girls, a great week for me, a great week for South African tennis. Just so proud and so happy. Really, really, very happy. Earl, I, I wish it
0: was this simple, but uh, obviously you had your, your number one ranked South African player back in, in the loop in uh, Shani Skippers. You also had some financial backing, and it's amazing when, when there's backing and you've got the players you want, how things fall into place.
2: I mean, you need your best players. I mean, that's just how you win. You, they, they help boost the rest of the side. And you, you've got to have your strength in the side. That's just the truth of it. I mean, every single side. I mean, Sweden won the Davis Cup, having not fed her any side. And there's Serena Williams in play for America. We need to have our strong players. And, while well, it was wonderful. It just changed everything. She was superb.
0: Earl, it it must also be great to have someone like Shani Skippers around some of the youngsters in that team last week, and it it wasn't just one tie, it was a whole week that you guys were together, and and she could impart some of her her valuable experience on, on the rest of the squad.
2: I mean, she was just absolutely superb. She became a friend, she talked to all the girls, she gave us her opinion on what she thought that they should do to get better. She really was an inspiration to us all. She really was superb, really. We were very happy to have her.
0: Well, looking at at your opponents, uh, I mean, Egypt, we, we, we probably should have beaten Egypt, but there were a couple of really tough ties in there, and, and particularly the hosts, Estonia, they were favourites going into that, and, and we never looked like losing that one.
2: Well, we did at the stage, we did look like we were going to lose it. I mean, Estonia were incredible. Kai Kanepi, 48 in the world, being in the quarterfinals of some of the slams, just a great player, conservative He's 100 in the world. I mean, they're, they're really great players. And at one stage, we were uh, we were a match down, and Shawnee came back and pulled it be tight, and it'd be a big upset. And then in the doubles, we were a second a breakdown, and then we changed our tactics, and we played a little bit differently, and it worked. And it came off. So it was it was a huge match for us. I mean, a huge win for the girls' confidence. Huge experience for us. It just opened the door for us in terms of our of the rest of the time. It really was exciting. It was a great win.
0: Often it's said that uh, sort of moving up into a different league or different level, it doesn't matter what sporting code it is, the hard work is not actually getting promoted or, or moving up. It's actually now staying there and improving. Do you feel the same way about this promotion to the Euro-Africa
2: Group 1? Absolutely. I mean, now we've got to try and stay there for the next year. I mean, it's incredibly tough. The group's tough. There's at least five top ten players in the world in the next group. It's going to be really... Be beat Estonia, all the things are going to be like Estonia. We just, you know, what we've got to do is we've just got to work on a couple of things with some of our players. And you I know of what we have to do because if next year is a big preparation for next year. But, you know, if we got there, we can stay there. And then, Earl, just
0: off off the subject, and, and on to the, the Davis Cup side of things. You you've seen what a what a big difference Shawnee Skip has made in in this team. We, we've obviously spoken at length about getting uh, getting Kevin Anderson back into uh, the the uh, Davis Cup team. We we spoke to to the guys from Tennis Africa this weekend, and they told us that you were in discussion with, with Kevin's people. What what's the sort of uh, f- what's the outlook look on that? Is is it pretty positive that Kevin
2: might be back to play Davis Cup? Definitely, it's very positive. He's not available for the turkey tie. It doesn't fit into his schedule at the moment, unfortunately. But the the doors are very open for discussions. He's not against it. He would like to play. And I'm talking with his agent at the moment. Things are looking very positive. I can't say for sure or not he won't play, but I can tell you he's very open-minded. He's very open to talk and he wants to play for South Africa. It's just about, about working out a couple of things and, and we're working on
0: that at the moment. Well, let's hope that that uh, does come to fruition. As far as uh, the, the Fed Cup sort of uh, t- schedule over the next few months, or, or what, what's things looking like for, for you guys and, and, and the rest of the team?
2: Well, basically, the boards are gone on the floor right now, and um, they're working on air. But on, on, on so we have a bit of a break at the moment on the Fed Cup and uh, and, uh, there's not much going on in terms of the team situation, just on us preparing the right girls for the team next year. Uh, I've got to get hold of a couple of the parents and a couple of the coaches and tell them what I see and what we need to do for next year.
0: Well, Granger, we are all extremely proud of what you've done with that team. Congratulations once again, and we look forward to to seeing what you can do with the Davis Cup team as well. And, And let's hope Kevin Anderson does come back into the fall sooner rather than later. Thanks for your time this evening.
2: Thank you very, very much.
5: This broadcast of MoneyWeb was proudly brought to you by Anglo-American. Anglo-American. Real mining. Real
0: people. Real difference. Parliament hosts the State of the Nation, addressed by President Jacob Zuma on the 12th of February at 7pm. Cape Town motorists and pedestrians are advised of parking restrictions and temporary road closures in and around Parliament between 10 and 12 February. View the affected streets and the applicable times on parliament.gov.za or in the Western Cape Daily newspapers and by visiting Parliament's Facebook and Twitter pages at Parliament of RSA. Parliament apologises for any inconvenience calls to members of the public by the road closures. This message is brought to you by the Parliament of South Africa.
5: The exciting Apsa premiership is back. On Tuesday, the Brazilians are at home against Morocco Swallows at Lucas Moripe Stadium. At Heriguana Stadium, the team of choice, Maritzburg United, take on Beatvers Vats. Then Amatags looks to school the Chili Boys, Chiefs United, at Tux Stadium. All these games kick off at half past seven. Tickets available at 40 rand. Proudly brought to you by the Premier Soccer League.
3: S.A.F.M sports rap.
0: You tune into SAFM South Africa's news and information leader. I tell you I'm like a kid in a candy store. I'm so excited for the start of the 2015 Super Rugby season. It gets underway uh, on Friday the 13th and uh, it's a great pleasure to welcome back onto the show former Bok uh, winger Chester Williams. Chester welcome onto SAFM. Uh, start of a brand new season. It seems like we were just wrapping it, uh, the last one up just the other day but uh, it's it's a big year as far as rugby goes. Obviously the main focus on, on the World Cup but this is uh, one of the building blocks to get the players and the teams ready for that showpiece.
3: Yes, Bradley, as I said, you know, it's um, exciting times in the, not only South Africa but Australia, New Zealand, uh, England, uh, the whole Europe um, all about the Rugby World Cup and uh, of course the uh, Super Rugby uh, will play instrumental role in the preparation of uh, the, the, the World Cup, especially with the individual players, you know, for the stream of team um, to, to, to be in you know, the World Cup squad.
0: Chester, let's touch on on the South African uh, setup as far as Super Rugby goes this year. no relegation threats so, so teams can really focus on on building sort of the whole season that's not sort of do or die every sort of encounter. Uh, but, but the teams to watch, I, I don't know about you but I reckon Western Province are going to be a, a really tough side to beat particularly with the announcement last week that Alistair could see is moving on after the season. Uh, the players are really going to be trying really hard to to, to pick up a title uh, for Alistair before he heads to, to Japan.
3: Yeah, obviously that's what the, the intention of the play would be. Um uh, the a key thing for the Storm is this is going to be, uh, the injury concerns, uh, especially at lock and obviously the win. Um uh, and if they can get that right, um there should be a great, opposition for the, for the rest of the Super Rugby teams in Africa as well as the for the New Zealand and Australia. But I basically believe that the Bulls has been building for the last two to three years on a, on a young team and now it's they're still they're still young, but they've had a lot of experience with him, and uh, and I must say, you know, if they get their coming right, the Bulls are going to be a force in the Super
0: Rugby. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned the Bulls too, because they they've also, like you say, that the Storms have had the Bulls have had some injury concerns too over the last season, and uh, their sort of loose trios back, Pierce Spiss back from from that bicep injury of his, uh, Dion Stachman's looking looking like he's fit and strong again, and if if that loose trio fires, uh, we know how good they can be. They're going to be tough to beat.
3: Yes, I mean, I as mean, we saw against Harrison as well, the, the, the drumming balls are, I mean, the kicking, uh, the tactical kicking is very good. I mean, Pollard is a, is a instrumental because, uh, to the ball as well as the stream of team. And um, they have a really settled back there, you know, for the last two years, um, big and strong and fast. And those are the, I mean, the guys that can get pressure on the position. And, and that is uh, one thing that the Bulls really have a, a great time chance this year. Um, but we managed to get about exciting rugby. That the has as i um playing last year, I mean in the caricature I'm talking about the Western Province team. Um, the majority of the players have all been the Stormers team as well. So if we can get the guys to support Colby from the back, and um, I think we will be uh, into a good uh, season and uh, with the storm, especially with the players playing together for this year and so they're to give them a good of to depend.
0: Chester, you mentioned exciting rugby. The The, the Free State Cheetahs have, have always been a team that, that's played a, a very exciting brand of rugby. They, they're almost everyone's second team. You, you'll get guys that love the Stormers and hate the Bulls or they Sharks fan and hate everyone else, but everyone loves the Cheetahs. It doesn't matter who you support. And they they a difficult team to predict because every season they lose a lot of players to the bigger unions, but year after year they produce a great side. Yeah, and then I
3: think that is a big concern that is the Cheetahs. They have to build every year and new and. As they they settled as a team, they, 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 the, the other unions uh, buy the players uh, and, and, and they have to start all over again. And that's what makes them such uh, um, up-and-down uh, or inconsistent team in the Super Rugby Parry Cup. They're very competitive. Um, and also, you know, we talk about exciting rugby rugby. And, uh, you know, it's, it's all about the calculation of when and where do you counter-attack or when do you play exciting rugby because, on the run with every single ball you have to um, um, be calculated exactly when you need to run and, and with the ball and when and where you want to kick tactical
0: we haven't even touched on uh, the Emirates Lions or the Sea Sharks, but uh, let's uh, touch on the international side of things briefly, if you don't mind, Chester. The Crusaders, who have been a, a real powerhouse of Super Rugby last year, probably not their best season. They've come off three pre-season losses. Are, are they the, the, the huge rugby union that they have been over the years, or is, is the, the, the shift of power moving somewhere else and possibly to the Chiefs uh, in New Zealand?
3: Obviously, the last two or three years that has shifted the, the, shift the, the Chiefs. Um, Christian has always been very competitive in Super Rugby and obviously domestic rugby back home in New Zealand. Uh, but as, we, as you just asked, we said, that the Chiefs really has, has grown as a team, especially with Wayne Smith as a there. We don't know what's going to happen if he's going to leave with uh, the Chiefs, he's going to come to play with the New Zealand team again. If that happens, it might be a, a huge loss for, for the Chiefs uh, this Chief year in Super Rugby. But a great uh, win for for the New Zealand uh, national team, you know, especially with the preparation of the World Cup. Um, and, and also, we to forget about uh, the way and the, and also, you know, all these the attitudes, including the, the, the four base teams or the, the, the Wallabies, they, they actually have been working hard the last three years for young players, and it's now almost like a settled team back in, in Australia.
0: I can't wait. All gets underway with the Crusaders hosting the Rebels in Christchurch Friday morning, 8.35, kickoff. Chester Williams, thank you for your time this evening on SAFM Sports Ramp. And uh, yeah, I'm sure you're as excited as I am about the upcoming season.
3: Thank you so much. SAFM. Sports rap.
0: Well, that's it for SAFM Sports rap this evening. Thank you to every single one of our guests, to uh, Wayne Ridden, Earl Granger, Mike Bradley, and Chester Williams. Thank you very much for your time this evening, gentlemen. Hey, enjoy the PSL action tonight. It all gets underway. Half past seven, kickoff in those. And don't forget, if you'd like to be in touch, you can. You can uh, pop us a message on Facebook. Just look for SAFM Sports rap. You can also tweet us at SAFM Sports rap as well. From myself, Brad Brown, have yourself a superb Tuesday evening. And we'll be back again tomorrow on SAFM Sports Trap at 6.30. We'll have more sport action for you tomorrow morning with Janet Whitten on AM Live. It is uh, the talk shop up next. But before that, it's 7 o'clock in time for your news with Greg Grose.